Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Whew. Well, that sucks. I tell you, like everyone here, we're just exasperated about what we just saw. These two, uh, Vivek and Will, they were at the game. Um, A great game. Great game, yeah. Great game. So much entertainment. I haven't felt that kind of like emotion since my kid was born because Mm. I was a lot of high and low. And I'm not (laughs) even kidding. That was like, that was a lot, that game. I miss Raptor playoff basketball because it is a very much a, a roller coaster. Well, good thing Kyle wasn't delivering a baby. <laughs> oh, it would have been a strikeout. But it started out exactly the way you would want it to, right? The way Kawhi came out making those two yep. uh, mid-range Jays, making the three, the pull-up three. You could see all that confidence that you've always wanted to see from the Raptors, and uh, it felt like it was going to carry over with the teammates. And You know, even when they were miss- missing shots, I felt like they were taking the shots that they were supposed to. Early on, when Kyle was missing his shots, you were like, okay, those are good shots. You know, he should keep shooting those. Um, eventually, they'll fall in. Obviously, that wasn't the nope. case. Nope. Um, Not today. But yeah, again, uh, you know, outside of that first quarter, outside of that twenty-two to two run, I, I, I think you know, if you look at those two parts of the game, I think that what impressed me the most was the way the Magic handled it. I mean, they really don't have anyone with significant playoff experience. I mean, anything notable. Um, Vucevic, you know, he's got international experience in playing world tournaments. Um, but the way they handle it, you can just tell that they're extremely well coached by Steve Clifford and uh, everything they ran. You know, they have a lot of belief in their philosophies on both defense and offense. I mean, this was a team that, uh, for all they've done defensively, being the number one team on defense since the All Star break, um, they haven't had a good offense, mm-hmm. uh, and they were able to, you know, sustain the Raptors' blows. Um, and yeah, I think you just have to tip your hat to the Magic on this one. Yeah, for sure. So send in your questions. We're going to be here for a little while. And, I mean, we're grieving just like you. So grieve with us. If you have a thought, (laughs) feel free to send it in because, yeah, I mean, we all have our opinions about this game. Um, For starters, like, things really changed in that second quarter. Oh, no, no, no. no. Forget the second quarter. Okay, fine. Forget the second quarter. You want to back up a little bit? Forget the second quarter. The start of the game is Kyle Lowry scored zero points. Zero. Uh, Not one, not two, not three. Zero points, all right? There was a game in 2017 when DeMar DeRozan had only eight points on just free throws, right? famously quoted by Giannis. When he looked at the box score, uh, he cringed and he said, wow, only eight free throws. That's it. This was worse than that. This was worse than game one on, in 2017 against that Bucks. When Kyle, I remember this because I was in the cold in Jurassic Park <laughs> with two of my best friends, really, really excited for the game. The Raptors were favorites. Kyle Lowry in that game gets outscored by Matthew Delvadova. But Kyle did not have zero points in that game. I think he had like seven. He had zero tonight. If Kyle doesn't have zero, we win. What did you say about MCW? Uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, based on this game, you could have flipped Michael Carter-Williams and Kyle Lowry and the Raptors probably won the game. 
There was a key stretch there. <laughs> <laughs> there was a key stretch there. I think in the third or fourth quarter, I don't, I don't remember. But Kyle got a wide, mint, wide open three. He bricks it. He got wide up. open free throws, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> free throws, he bricked those, too. Yeah. But then the play goes the other way. The Raptors intentionally help off of MCW because the guy shoots 16% from three. And MCW hits a three. And, yeah. and Kyle Lowry can't hit a single three. He had zero points. There's no excuse. Nothing. The whole point, the whole story of the game is Kyle had zero points. Period. Yeah. Kyle doesn't have zero points. Raptors win this game. Yeah, and I mean, for, for those who were talking about the plus-minus and how he had the best plus-minus on the team, I mean, there is a bystander effect of when you're playing with guys like Siakam and Kawhi who, who are doing what they're doing. I mean, you're going to benefit from that, right? And I mean, there's certain things that, yeah, okay, sure, he gives you that rebounding and his playmaking, but I mean, at a certain point, the, those are things you expect from, you know, your sort of medium point guard. Um, and you know, you expect more from Kyle in this situation where, you know, I wrote about how having Kawhi and having Siakam and having Gasol sort of takes that load off him where what's required of him is now so much less where you're not dependent on him to score 20 a game and, you know, create penetration all the time. But if he can't even deliver on this part of the game, his shooting, which you expect, you know, in the latter stages of his career, the Raptors ceiling changes completely. Mm. I mean, I know, like, yeah, Kyle's the big story, and I'm not really ready to talk about it because I'm not ready to give up on that guy. But just, like, the way that Orlando came out and, like, the way they've been coming out, like, since the All-Star break, like, that's a hungry team. Like, they are, like, grinding. Like, they're working. They're playing ugly basketball. And, like, it's the kind of basketball that the Raptors used to play and used to be really good at. Like, they kind of win at all costs. And, like, it brings energy. Like, it brings weird cataclysmic events that I think like we're sort of missing and the Raptors just look flat like they looked extremely flat they were getting outworked and they kind of looked like a privileged team like they looked a little bit like they're used to they're used to those shots falling that weren't falling tonight they're used to like Kawhi coming in and like being able to take games that are like extremely close and flip them and like none of those things happen and they didn't have an answer for it. I mean a lot of the minutes that we saw here from from Kawhi is that like he had a pretty tough guard like Aaron Gordon is no joke. He is an imposing figure. Kawhi had a good game, but we also saw him turn the ball over more than he normally does, too. Mm -hmm. And passing out of the double teams when he is being uh, double, triple teamed hasn't been a strength of his this entire season. And there were plenty of opportunities where he could have done that. And for whatever reason, um, he decided not to. He made some great shots down the stretch. No doubt about that. Those shots were like, I was hooting and hollering just like anyone else. But... uh, (laughs) they probably could have benefited from him being a more willing passer in some cases. Okay, but on the flip side... <laughs> Kyle Lowry. <laughs> when you're double-teamed and one guy has zero points, um, I don't know if you trust giving the ball up. And I'm not saying that you should give up trust on Kyle Lowry. Like, this is going way overboard for anyone to say that. Like, Kyle's been a great contributor for the Raptors for the last six-plus years. years. Seven years, yeah. Number three, Kyle Lowry, I don't know. <laughs> Although number three, Kyle Lowry would have won this game today. But still... Um, they're not going to give up on Kyle Lowry by any means, but like, the man has zero points, right? You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you gotta you gotta get something from your point guard. It's right? worse because and, DJ was so good, yeah. and it's worse because DJ was so good. Now, DJ being good is sort of a product of the Raptors, the way they defended. You saw in the last possession there, right? Marcus all instinctively sag back towards Vucevic because obviously Vucevic is the Magic's leading scorer, their only All Star. 
you want to take him away. The Raptors did a great job of doing that. But the, as a consequence of that, though, you're leaving uh, the point guard to shoot uh, basically off the dribble there. And DJ kind of torched him on that. DJ's a good shooter. Like, I, I was watching DJ, like, before the game and stuff. He was, he was hitting everything. Which, by the way, Kyle, before the game, not really doing that. When he came out of halftime, I think he shot maybe one of five coming out of halftime. And, like, whatever. That's just, like, you know, warm-up shots. But, I mean, like, that was also the game, you know? And right. the fact that he had zero points. Again, I, I just can't, I can't get over this. I'm sorry I'm being so repetitive, <laughs> but, like, that's the whole game, right? That's the whole game. And, um, you know, I, I mean, how do we get Kyle to not score zero points? Is well, there like, some way the Raptors can help him score? How do you, like, even coach the team out of that? Like, that's what, like, we were talking a little bit about earlier. Like, what, like, what is Nurse doing? Like, how do you coach the team past that? Like, I don't know, at a certain point, Everybody looked lost. Yeah, I think if we like zone in on Nick Nurse for a bit, I mean, he yeah. definitely had a bad game. You talk about that last play where Gasol sags back, and it's basically out of habit, right? At a certain point, when Augustine is hitting all those threes, you have to respect the shot and say, okay, you know what? We can't be dropping anymore. Mm-hmm. We need to adjust to this. But there is four seconds left on the shot clock. Like, he has to be more aware. Like, clock management and clock awareness is an integral part of playoff basketball. You need to know where you are, when you are, and how much time's left on the clock. He had no idea. Absolutely. There's no reason to sag back there. Yeah. You no. shouldn't do that. But yeah. also, uh, also, also to Katie's point earlier, like the Raptors played like a privileged team. Like Nurse, I mean, I mean, I felt like it would, once you got to the third and the fourth, uh, like he coached like as if there was no way the Raptors were going to lose this game. Yeah. For me, the yeah. lineup... Uh, that that opened the fourth. I thought they were struggling on both ends of the floor. I thought they got lucky with the surge three and the Fred three. I mean, Fre- F- Fred, you know, he, he, he had a bad plus minus, but I thought he played all right. Um, he struggled defensively more than anything just because of the size that he has to go up against. Um, but, uh, you know, again, th- those are situations where you have to read, you know, the flow of the game. And mm-hmm. you have to understand that even though the scores are kind of level and, um, you're sort of hanging in there and you're trying to buy minutes. Again, what are you buying minutes for? The, the load was managed yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for this moment, right? So, again, y- you have to recognize those situations early so that it doesn't come down to that final possession where you're getting beat by DJ Augustine. And again, Kawhi didn't come in to the fourth quarter until there were six minutes left. Yeah, that's a problem. What yeah. are you waiting for? Yeah. You I mean, wa- like we've seen, like the Raptors are like... This is the kind of game that they've played so much in the past, right? Where you, yeah. like, leave it till, like, the end of the third and, like, maybe the fourth and they're a bit like, oh, shit, like, we got to catch up now. Yeah. But, like, to your point, like, you can't do that in the playoffs. Like, why are we holding on to minutes just, like, play the hell out of every minute that you've got on the court? In a lot of cases, they look like they were a little bit timid. Totally. Right? And uh, especially, like, we were talking about it when we were here, too, that, like, the, the Magic have been playing this kind of basketball for so many months, and the Raptors have had how many competitive games? Like, really competitive where no. they no. actually cared that they felt they needed to win this game. They haven't had that in months. When you're and getting, like, they got slapped in the face bodied by the Magic in that way, you know what I mean? And, like, some yeah, of those was, guys are it was imposing, a lot. <laughs> but, like, not all of them are. Like, know? they were, yeah. defensively, they were more aggressive. Yeah. Offensively, they were more aggressive. They were tougher on offense. Their brand of offense was through the roof. Yeah, and, you know... There was a time when you could make excuses for them. You know, you think of when they lost game one to the Nets. Okay, you're going up against, you know, uh, Joe Johnson and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, guys who have been there before. They have the experience. Okay, that's fine. You lose game one. You, you understand that. You go up against the Washington Wizards. You see the swag that mm-hmm. Bradley Beal and John Wall play with. You know, that's a duo. Say all you want about them in the regular season. I mean, they've consistently shown up in the playoffs, right? Totally. Um, so, so again, you let that go. But now, a Magic team that doesn't have experience, 
Um, and you look at everything the Raptors have, Kawhi, a guy who's, mm -hmm. you know, been to the finals and won, same with Danny, same, you know, G Gasol's been in some really big well, Western Conference battles. Uh, Serge Ibaka has been to the finals. Like, you shouldn't be seeing this from this team. And then again, just to touch on Danny quickly, I thought he had a bit of a weird game as well. You know, the magic, yeah. Yeah. the one thing, decision-making was off. Yeah. The, one th the one thing, you know, the, the Magic do really well is even when they look to protect the paint, when, when they help, they send help uh, from the shooters that, you know, they can sort of uh, rely on getting back to and, you know, be okay with giving up uh, a semi-contested shot. They're not coming off Danny at all. Um, and so I thought that played into uh, his game a bit where he took some forced shots where it's like, okay, I haven't shot the ball in a while. I need to, you know, sort of <laughs> get, get But he had some pretty good looks, though, especially early in the game. He had some really yeah. good looks that he just unfortunately missed. Yeah. He has been making those nonstop yeah. down yeah. the stretch of the season. Um, but, I mean, a lot of players are missing shots that they normally make. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a zero points. Game. So just to, we've been talking with G.J. Augustine, and um, this is going to be an ongoing issue because the Raptors, they only have so many guys that can keep up with a G.J. Augustine. A Fred VanVleet comes to mind, but they also can't play Fred and Kyle at the same time because they're, they're going to be too undersized. Yep. So what's like probably their, their best bet at this stage? I think the Raptors had a lot of success putting length on DJ Augustine. Like, it's just, you know, he's a small point guard, and as much as he's really crafty coming around those Vucevic screens, like, if you have length, it gives you more room for error, and I think Danny Green's a good option to put on him. Yeah, Danny uh, got torched a couple times, though. He, he got torched a couple times, but I think, like, overall, like, you know, it was also some pretty good shot-making by DJ. I'm, like, mostly comfortable with Danny Green guarding uh, DJ Augustine, like, See, I don't know if I am though, because like, and I'm thinking of plays down the stretch because at that stage, I mean, there's only a few minutes left. You're just you're, you're really meticulously looking at every mm -hmm. single play, and yeah. I saw Danny Green get like blown by DJ for an easy layup. Uh, right. It was an easy layup. Also, by the way, on that play, I don't want to put everything on Kyle, but Kyle decided to try to take. <laughs> here we go. Okay. You you know, I, don't, I, don't, I was <laughs> watching that play okay. very closely. Okay, so yeah, you're right. So Augustine <laughs> blows by Danny. It's really Danny's. Like Danny should contain that, right? So yeah. it's Danny yeah. makes the first mistake. Yeah. However, DJ's heading down the lane. Kyle reads the play. He's there in time. He decides to try to take a charge on a guy who's 5'11". Maybe just try to block that shot, man. Like, <laughs> jump up and try to make him change the shot. The guy is 5'10". Like, what, do you, what kind of charge are you taking on a 5'10 guy? Like, just block the shot. Or at least affect the shot, right? So that was another bad read because Kyle yeah. stayed down and DJ just went over him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so, like... Uh, but, I mean, I think overall, though, like, I, 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 you don't expect DJ Augustine to consistently score 25. Even given the same opportunity, he's not always going to do that, right? But doesn't he always do that against the Raptors, though? Like, he's the player yeah. I'm afraid yeah. of the most they really on like the Magic. Seriously, because he just always plays okay. well against the Raptors. You, you the Raptors lend him some kind of weird versatility that he, like, doesn't have locally. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's called yeah. lack of defense. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they, can't, they can't stop him. you got to live with somebody, though. They did a great job on Vooch. They did a decent job on Aaron Gordon. Yeah. They did a decent job on Fournier. Fournier was still annoying, but, like, you know, you, you managed him. Um, and at some point, you got to give up something to yeah. the opposing offense, even though the other offense isn't even that prolific. And all things considered, like, if you give DJ Augustine a couple of pull-up threes, it's not Steph Curry up there. Right. I mean, only tonight he was, but, you know. Fair to say, though, that <laughs> the Raptors have had a lot of issues with guarding the point guard position. Yeah. 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 Who's, who's our point guard? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just to touch on the rotations for a second, you know, size yeah. being an issue and playing Kyle and mm. Fred together being an issue. 
um, against this mag Magic team that has so much length. I think something that you do have to look at is, you know, Nurse took Kyle out early in the first and had Fred come in uh, so that Kyle could sort of shepherd that second mm -hmm. unit. Um, I think maybe now you've got to prioritize size um, and beca because I thought Jody Meeks actually gave you some decent minutes, I think I w what I would look to do is maybe have uh, both Jody Meeks and Norman Powell come in early because uh, mm -hmm. I think you can expect Gasol and Kawhi to still carry that unit. Um, and then that way you can have Siakam uh, and Danny Green come out early and be, be with the second unit a bit more. Yeah. Comment came in here from MJ23Ks. William looks defeated. He is. <laughs> Are you defeated? Have you given up on this team already? You, you could, no, I'm not, I'm not giving up on that team, no. I'm, I'm honestly like not that stressed. Like, I, I think that they'll win the game. It's just annoying that they lost in this fashion. It's yeah. super annoying. It's super annoying. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you can ask me, like, like, when we were, like, rushing over from the ACC to get here, like, I was literally screaming to myself, like, zero points. Like, <laughs> yeah. along the entire stretch of Bay, <laughs> yep. up to yep. Wellington, up yeah. to Simcoe. I mean, I was just saying zero points over and like, but seriously though, like you know, he's Kyle's not gonna always score zero points. He's gonna score positive points at some point, and you know, it's gonna close the gap a little bit. It's just it's annoying to lose in that fashion. I think like you know, today we did actually feel the impact of losing OG, right? Because it's not like you directly feel the loss. It's sort of um, what you lose down the line. I think like. Nick had to go to some Ibaka and Gasol minutes. I didn't think those looked great. No, he had to go to some small ball with Kawhi at four, and then with two point guards. Again, like you mentioned, you know, it just leaves you very small against a pretty big team. Yeah. Uh, and then you got, like, Pascal playing, you know, power forward, which is fine, but, like, you know, he's also ex extending himself a lot, so. He played 42 minutes today. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. But, but, I mean, ultimately, though, like, I think those are the only options available to Nurse, right? I think part of that also goes down to roster construction. I think all year the Raptors have been quite thin at power forward, and, like, all year I'm thinking, like, all right, so they're going to keep waiting. It's better for the salary cap if, you know, like, you take X dollars off per day. It saves this much amount of money. I'm like, okay, but eventually they're going to get, like, a third-string power forward, and then it never did. And then OG, who's had this in-and-out season, has another unfortunate setback, and all of a sudden you're left, you know, playing Ibaka back at power forward again, and, you know, that's not ideal, so. How are the bench minutes today? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a case. Bad. Yeah, they're not always great. Um, also, like the bench was part of that. That in the second quarter, there was that stretch where the Raptors were severely outplayed, and yeah. that was when the bench was on on the court. Um, I actually don't think Norm was that bad today. He was making sure that he was patient and let the offense come to him. Unfortunately, yeah. the offense didn't come to him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, no, but I, mean, I thought he defended at least decently. Yeah, and that second quarter stretch you talked about, Magic outscored the Raptors. 30 to 9, and it was a 10-minute stre stretch where the Raptors had three field goals. So um, in terms of the offense, again, like I think when you, when you throw a smaller lineup at the Magic, it just feeds right into their hands. They're, and also on top of that, you know, Fred and Kyle, both of them aren't the type of guys to pull up in the mid-range. Mm -hmm. That's something uh, that the Magic are always willing to give up. So when you, when you can't even make them think twice about doing that, uh, that's where it hurts, right? Like, you look at the Raptors. They wanted to uh, drop the big all, all the time, and the Magic uh, said, hey, you're going to drop, uh, drop that big. We're going to make this three here. Um, the Raptors, I mean, for whatever reason, didn't really adjust to that. Um, and again, you know, they didn't adjust to the fact that, you know, when you've got lineups out, out there that can't really break them out of that, you know, that that mid-range area, then, you know, it, it, there's going to be issues. And the other thing I thought as well, with, with the way that they scramble, um, they really dare you to make a perfect pass 
um, where you're catching guys in the shooting pocket. Because if you don't get them right in the shooting pocket, those guys, Wes Wandu, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, they're so quick at getting back to their man. Mm-hmm. So they're more than happy to help. You, you, you saw a couple of times they got weak side blocks, and then, and then even, even when the kickouts came, when Siakam was making the right decision or Gasol or whoever was, you know, some uh, of the passing was bad too. Just like the entry yeah. feeds, especially real like yeah. fumbly yeah. passing, like not sharp. Like, yeah. and they're gonna pick those off. Like, yeah. and they did. You yeah. know, I mean, the shot selection was something that kind of worried me. Just like you know, when you're, how many times can you go back to the corner three after you like? I mean, I get it. Like, you got to keep making the shots. Maybe eventually they'll fall, but like they were not falling. And like that's the kind of like penetration that the magic was just like going after again and again. Like they were in the paint, they were driving. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of plays that I think the Raptors can always like go back to reliably. Yeah. Like, it's not gonna get you the lead that you want, but it'll like you can count on it. And I feel like they just threw that sort of by the wayside this time. Yeah, that's a good point though. I mean, like in terms of playing with offensive toughness, like forcing the issue, like who can actually do that on the Raptors and score? Kawhi, obviously. Mm-hmm. Pascal can. Anyone else? Not really. Like, Norm could force a layup, but it's not great. You know we what, know, though? Like, that's a move that, like, Lowry used to make very confidently, and then, like, he stepped off from this year. a lot of things year. Lowry used to do. I know. <laughs> and you could say, like, oh, is it because he's a bigger distributor this year? Like, which I don't mind. Like, I think that's an important part of his role yeah, I mean, he's also team. distributing because he can't score much. But when he does go in like that, like, he's led in the playoffs with he that. He has, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, got, I went down the rabbit hole a few weeks ago <laughs> of watching 2016 YouTube clips, and I was watching Game 4 of the Raptors defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. And I tell you right now, yeah. this is not the same Kyle Lowry. Yeah. That was a different kind of Kyle Lowry. Understandable. I mean, mm-hmm. like, hell, Father, Father Time gets all of us. Yeah. But that's why he is a distributor, because he can't get by anyone. Mm-hmm. Him and the pick and roll is normally something that the Raptors are a strength in, and that didn't work out as well today. Again, it was the Orlando scramble. Like, they were, right. they were on it, yeah. and they committed to... Uh, making that difficult mm-hmm. on the Raptors. And also the I mean, three-point shooting. Like, since Gasol has uh, become a part of the team, their three-point shooting has been really good, and they've also been kind of living and dying by it. They shot under 35% today, right? right? And they missed a lot of very capable shots uh, today, yeah. and that was probably a big factor why them losing, too. Yeah, I think, you know, the other thing, too, is when the Magic are running their pick-and-roll, um, pretty often, you know, the point guard steps in, and then Gasol is forced to choose, right? And um, you can't have th- have both. You let them have both ways, right? You can't you can't let them have uh, Vucevic or whoever the big is, uh, you know, Kem Birch uh, with an opportunity to score. You can't have uh, Augustine or Fournier. You know, he, Fournier had a bunch of looks at the rim as well. Yeah. So um, again, you can't concede both. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, you know, when you, when you flip it and look at the other end, you know, the Magic, you know, they give up one, and then they're able to react quickly and. Uh, adjusted that so um, again that was, a, that was that was another difference in the game right and I, I look I, I think you know heading forward like the Raptors <laughs> obviously they, they play game one with a different intensity than they do the rest of the games it's sort of like alright once you're in the water you're like shivering but then eventually you gotta start swimming and I think like the desperation is gonna hit the Raptors in game two as it always does and they're gonna fight and claw back and probably get one <laughs> but like yeah I, I think there is a point like Katie you said earlier in the pod um, where you're like yeah I mean the Magic have basically been playing for their lives for a month, yeah. two months straight, yeah. yep. and been playing really well, and they had no issue sort of cranking up to high gear. Whereas the Raptors spent the last 10 games of the season playing uh, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Knicks, oh, you know, had just... like an easy, breezy, like, walk out of the regular se- season. Seriously, like, just shows. a slew of garbage teams, like Minnesota. So, like, when you actually have to play against a team that's completely ready, I thought the Raptors, 
Um, they just didn't really match the intensity. So I think, like, really, as much as any other adjustment the Raptors need to make, just, like, be more physical. Like, yeah. and, and especially in that, with that bench unit. Like, I thought Ibaka did a good job on the glass. I thought he sensed their urgency. But yeah. the rest of the wings, everybody there, they got to start, like, collapsing. They got to make sure they get the rebounds and stuff. Like, there was one play in the second quarter where I think uh, Aaron Gordon in transition got to the rim for a layup. And, like, there were four Raptors onto the rim, and none of them got the rebound. And nobody boxed it out. They just yeah. stood there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, no, you got to wake up. This is the playoffs. Like, yeah. if you're going to talk about pl- flipping a playoff switch, you got to do that. Are there specific lineup changes or adjustments that you think should happen? Uh, not the starting lineup. No, no, no not, yeah. not like that. But just more like rotations and like because of how things went in the second quarter early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some stretches that really killed the Raptors. Like, mm-hmm. are there some adjustments in terms of subbing in, subbing out that maybe they should do? I think so. I mean, uh, I, I touched on, you know, maybe looking at Danny Green and Siakam more with the second unit where, you know, Kyle maybe hangs in there a bit more and, you know, Fred maybe comes in a bit later. But uh, I think uh, if anything that you take away from this game is you can't mess around with Orlando's size. Like, you have to be, be prepared for that. You have yeah. to make sure you have as much size on the, pos- uh, on the court as possible. Like, let's give Kawhi some more minutes, maybe, for a start. Like, How many did he play? I think it was like 33, <laughs> 34. Like yeah. What are you doing, nurse? Like, yo, you had all the fourth quarter to sub him in. Yeah, like, like failing foul trouble, like, just put him in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what are you waiting for at this point, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was 33 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would also say, like, Part of it is also the Raptors got to get more clarity in the offense, right? Like, um, when you see that Orlando is fronting and denying Serge Ibaka in the post, mm-hmm. maybe don't spend five, six, seven, eight seconds of a precious shot clock trying to get Ibaka into the post. Because the yeah. best case scenario is he maybe gets a hook shot off and he scores two points, right? Like, he's obviously not going to distribute out of that situation. So, like, the Raptors, like, the, the, the way they try to play through the post, especially when they had two big men, like, I just thought that that's... That's not ideal. I mean, look, it's not ideal not having OG to be back at power forward. You would want to just keep Surge and Mark exclusively at center. But if you're going to put two of them together, like, you got to just keep one of them away from the play to space the floor and run your regular offense. Don't go into these random post-ups where you think, oh, look, Surge versus, uh, you know, Jonathan Isaac. That's a good advantage. That's not an advantage. It's not good for your offense. Mm -hmm. The Raptors kind of got baited at a lot of that stuff. Um, And also, like, you know, they got to... On, they gotta take the, the the pick and pop three a little bit more, just because the Magic did a really good job of staying just high enough to cut off penetration from Fred and and Kyle, but then also yep. taking away the the mid range pick and pop to Surge, and so you know Surge adjusted in the fourth quarter when he stepped out to three, and you got that the slick assist from Kyle. That's probably one of his best plays on the night. Honestly, was that yep. and also punching Michael Carter Williams in the face and getting away with it. But um, it wasn't a punch. Yeah, I mean, his arm got caught in there. He just kind of like let it go. <laughs> okay, yeah. wrist to the face. <laughs> yeah, like blooding his nose. I thought that was probably one of Kyle's best plays. But like Ibaka eventually just went to three point line. It's not ideal for Ibaka to stay at the three point line. He's obviously better in the mid range. But again, like you gotta at least create some room because that 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 three is there if they want to go and pop, and they just didn't do it for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so overall, uh, more Kawhi, less Fred and Kyle playing together. Um. Better play from the bench, and also the Leafs right now are losing. So I was really excited for a great sports day in Toronto, big, big and Toronto boy, it's going <laughs> south on us right now. We, we always hype this up, man. We always hype up we these great Toronto ourselves. sports days. Every year we <laughs> do this. What happened? Okay, so uh, Game 2 Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back with uh, another post-game show after that. Hopefully we're celebrating a win. So Vivek Jacob, Katie Heindel, <laughs> William Liu. My name's Amit Mann. Thank you for watching. Go Leafs go, I guess. Oh, somebody. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Right? <laughs> this is so disappointing. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.